Ladies and gentlemen, the time has come. This is the Eat Sleep Elite Repeat Podcast. Introducing first, the most electrified host in all of professional wrestling podcast, Marley Charlie. Yeah, let's go. The other half of our hosting duo, they call me the Duke. They call me the Digital Phantom. I'm the Duke of Derps, also known as Garrett. The Digital Phantom. Yeah. The Neon Hammer. I don't know. I'm coming up with new ones. Um, Ooh, okay. I like the Neon Hammer. Um, the, uh, uh, you can also find us on Twitter. I'm at Bane Duke. You can find Charlie at O-Charlie with an X instead of an A. All right. Um, and uh, you can also find us on all your favorite podcast feeds. Obviously, you're listening to us on one right now, but you can also find us, you know, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, for instance, you can find us on Google Podcasts or Spotify as well. So make sure to subscribe or follow us on either of those. Or Big any of time. Those, appreciate or all of those platforms. And Definitely. make sure you leave us a five-star review. So, um, and if you want to ask a question or something like that, that's a great way to get it in there. Um, but... Yeah, because I'll, I'll definitely look at all those reviews to see what people are saying. Hundred um, percent. I, I don't want to promise that, but I'll, I'll look at at whatever we can find. Obviously, that's that's appropriate for the podcast. Or you know? tweet it us and tell us to fuck off. That works too. Yeah, that'll work as well. You can definitely <laughs> do that. Um, when I when I tweet out something that's uh, hyperbolic about wrestling, you can correct me. Um, but yeah, anyway. Um, but that being said, um, there was a lot of really great wrestling this week. Yeah, um, we had a lot of good uh, fun stuff. And I like, I like, uh, blech, I like a lot of what we saw. Um, it looks like, you know, it looks like there's a lot of things, honestly, at this time with AEW that's kind of affecting, out of their control, that's affecting how they have to progress with their stories going forward. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. That does happen in the wrestling business yeah, sometimes. Stuff, stuff happens, so got to just run um, with the punches. Yeah, just roll them with it. So uh, the first thing, as always, that we're, we're going to get to, I don't think I'm missing anything here. You know, I think we're just going straight in. Yep, yep, absolutely. We're going straight to the, the favorites and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, um, uh, real quick, just for this week, I just kind of want to yes. shout something out. Because uh, we Go can ahead. also and, – and also, they make sure you guys follow uh, Garrett on Twitch if you guys are interested in uh, catching him streaming some video games. We stream him at the late hours. He's always streaming random fun stuff that you guys can be interested in. And then yeah. also uh, on YouTube, we got Vasoki Entertainment on YouTube. And then starting this week, got a couple shows that are coming out that are going to be covering weekly. So similar to the podcast, we got Hawkeye and The Wheel of Time. So if you're interested in that, um, check that out too because I know it's all kind of correlated. So yeah, really, um, yeah, let's jump right into the favorites then. And for me, I mean, this is probably a no-brainer if you've been uh, – listening these past couple weeks, you, you know exactly where this answer is going, and that is the acclaimed versus Dante Martin and Leo Rush. This match was everything I needed it to be. It was it was practically in the air the entire time. I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Um, and Dante Martin is getting over with the crowd. This tag team's getting over. Tony has something on his hands that I think can be very special. And the acclaimed, I haven't been too impressed with them in matches before. I thought uh, Bowens had a good match with Brian Danielson. But this was the first time as a tag team in the ring, I actually really like the acclaimed. And that stuck out to me. I think the match stuck out to me even more because of how great they were in it. How about you? Yeah, I agree. I, I liked how they looked in this uh, in this match. And it was actually funny because... Um, just the way I ended the order in which I ended up watching um, the matches this week. When we get to dark, there was a match that featured the acclaimed on one of the shows, I believe. Um, and 
I didn't think their performance was as good in that match. I don't know if that's more on who they were with, if they were just because yeah, it, yeah, it was a darker be. match. But either way, I but I would agree that in this match, and maybe that's what made me think that was because I'd seen this match and I was like, wait, I know these guys can do something really good. I'm like what the we've seen, we've seen some special stuff this week, and it's like, oh well, what's this? So, They've always got a great bad. it was just a great bad. gimmick coming to the ring. Right, they've had that cover. They're always that's the thing. I don't really care what their performance in the ring is like. To be completely honest with you, I mean, I do obviously, but like, if I'm more, I'm if if Max Caster doesn't roast something, some part of the town or the culture, I'm a little disappointed. You know what I mean? That's more what I'm concerned about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, or say something mi- mildly political because he gets like to do that sometimes too. But you know, um, but you know, either way, um, but yeah, so. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this stuff this week. It's it's good stuff. Agreed. Really loved it. Yeah, and for me, um, I mean, there was like some there was there was a lot of things that I really liked actually on on the show this week, and I would go through all of them, and I may even start doing this more often, just talk about other things that almost were it, because there were several things that I was like, man, there was some really good stuff this week. But um, I think when I was talking about at the top of the show things that had to kind of change on the fly, I almost wonder if this is one of them. Not that it didn't feel organic, but just because it feels like it's one of those things that you do because you're like, okay, we have an opportunity here. Let's just run with it, you know, um, that way that it doesn't feel ingenuine when um, Hangman goes up against next, his next opponent. Because we've seen that, um, and I've, I've, I've gone way around to get to this point, but we have seen a heel Brian Danielson before. Oh, um, yeah. And I don't know, I mean, I have no idea what the official status of his, like, character is, right? He's probably still technically transitioning between face and heel at this point. But I don't know, if you go back to everything that he's said so far, it almost doesn't even make sense to call him a baby face. You know what I mean? Like, um, Yeah, like, no, I think this is uh, definitely a heel turn. And, and maybe this was just, like, the solidification of that. But, man, he cut one of the best promos I've seen that wasn't like the best heel promos that was like purely a heel promo that I've seen in AEW from a, an actual heel that wasn't MJF in a while. Um, and it's, I think it's kind of cool that they can kind of play this line with a more veteran guy in AEW where they don't have to necessarily be an actual heel, but like just the things that they can say because of that status almost come off heel like and can get a boo from the crowd, even though. Like you go back to the, the Punk and Kingston promo, some of the stuff that even though Punk was obviously the babyface in that feud, you know, um, he said some things that got booze because of the way he said them from the you know from the the perspective that he is as a star compared to Eddie Kingston, and it was a similar thing here. I feel like you know, yeah, yeah, it, and which it, is crazy awesome. that Daniel or Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson can convincingly talk down to the champion in a, in a way that we believe. Because we know who he is, you know? Yeah, um, and even the same part of the segment, I also liked Hangman bucking up back to him. Absolutely. Yeah, bucking up, I see what you did there, bud. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no. And then this also led straight into the next segment, too, which we talk about the show. And um, I'm just really excited to see Daniel Bryan kick in the head of every of every Dark Order member. That's going to be awesome. Like, <laughs> he had that line of, I'm going to kick your <laughs> I'm kicking everyone's fucking head in. It's like, oh, that camera picked that up. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, no, fantastic stuff from Brian Danielson this week. Um, And what else would you expect, guys? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Uh, so All we right. had a we had a couple more releases this week out of WWE. Lately, we've been talking a lot about Ring of Honor releases, some WWE releases, and now we got some more. And Garrett, they somehow have decided to cut the entirety of Hit Row. How you take probably the best NXT act for the past six months, bring them up to the main roster, cut the female out of the group, and then cut the entire group in like a week, week or two later. It's beyond me. So there was like some heat or something, right? Or I don't even know. I heard some stuff. Like I don't know what the deal is. I don't want to misspeak because I don't actually know. And I don't, I no, they just they all cited uh, budget cuts. Uh, un, kind of yeah, unreal. That's what they've been saying though, and like yet they posted like the best quarter that they've ever posted earlier this year somehow too, right? So it's like yeah, and uh, doesn't Drake make any Maverick sense financially, one. right? But it's like whatever. Again. Shane oh, Thorne. speaking of Maverick, did you see the thing he put out on Twitter, dude? I did. That was uh, you probably because I, I, I shared it or I did something with it on my Twitter. But I, if you guys haven't seen that, I, I I liked it on Twitter or something like that. And you can so if you follow me on Twitter, you can see, you'll see it there. It's one of the only things. It actually might be the most recent thing on my Twitter because um, I don't post hardly at all. But um, but uh, it was he put in a really creative, interesting, like uh, inspirational video that I think. Probably a lot of the other people that got released that were in, you know, earlier parts of their career probably needed to see, you know, like, yep. um, and maybe to hear because, you know, this isn't the first time he's taken a risk, obviously, when and he, he was cut from uh, WWE last year, too. So he's been through. That's this. true. Very true. There you go. So but it's anyway. a, it's something that we, is going to be interesting to follow. I think there's a, a couple money is going to be coming back, by the way. I don't think he's going to AEW. Uh, I don't mean to break anybody's heart that wanted more said in AEW, but I think uh, with Johnny I definitely Impact think they're going to be doing some of that. Uh, versus West Coast Christian West Cage is going to be – it's going to be – well, not Christian Cage. Well, actually, that could be the match they bring him back with, though, actually, interestingly. There is a money feud out there between Shane Taylor Promotions and Hit Row, and I hope uh, whoever – whatever show books that, I will be watching. <laughs> so um yeah just no, this I, week at gcw they announced uh aj gray versus jonathan gresham so they're already starting to put put some of these pieces together i you know what the one that disappointed me the most because he was one of the ones i've been watching was uh swerve man I, that kid had so I much i can't talent. believe that man i swerve's a main event type talent and he's i hope i hope hit row almost i feel like he rubbed some people the wrong way with that weird gear he wore early on you know what i mean like and yeah, like and i i hope that's I hope that's not the case because if that's I mean, they already really kind of got, got some Twitter beef between the Young Bucks, so I mean, it'll it it should be cool to follow. Yeah, them. but beef with the Young Bucks doesn't necessarily keep you out of AEW. I mean, like they can. Hey, but when you're this hot of an act, it might. That's and you think like so? we talked about, they'd be that personal about it. I mean, I maybe, I, I maybe, maybe you oh, might no, I'm be not right. Saying like, uh, like keep them out. I'm saying like bring them uh, in together to do a feud together. Oh, I see what you mean. Like that would be the reason why they wouldn't do Correct. it. Yeah, no, I yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Bring, dude, I would love to see him there. Young talent, the young talent seems to do well in AEW, especially young talent that like has a little bit of experience. Oh, Dante. Oh, Dante. <laughs> this is the Dante Martin podcast, by the way. Um, it absolutely is. The Dante Martin fan group is meeting every Wednesday. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um. All right, so uh, I guess we meet out in the back alley near Dynamite Bud. No, anyway, um, (laughs) we're inviting Dante until he shows up. No, Um, (laughs) (laughs) yes, let's hit uh, let's hit Elevation and Dark for the people. Absolutely, get everyone Elevation on the results of those shows this week. Yeah, so this was actually a pretty. I mean, apparently they were planning on this being a big week for the Gun Club, um, but it just you know. 
Um, we'll get to it on the show, but like, ah, they were okay. I mean, so that's what the opening match on, um, on elevation was, was gun club versus, uh, was it like a jobber team? I guess. Yeah. It must've been, um, yeah. Uh, Sean, I mean, I'll just name the guys just cause even though we don't do this, Sean cook team, honey and nasty Russ. What, what a job squad. All right. Anyway, um, it's a good name. Hey, respect to the, all the names are decent. Like Sean cook sounds like a wrestler, but anyway, um, and, uh, it looks like it was the gun club got a nice pinfall victory. Um, I think there was a move that they did at some point, like a, like a team combination move that I, I remember seeing in this match that I was like, okay. Um, yeah. and then we had in match two, we had the continuation of, uh, the sort of like weird, like undercard feud between all the women that aren't on TV, basically at any given time. Um, which is the only way I know how to describe this. Cause they just throw the together to random on, right? six mans. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's the way to get them on. Really? It literally, um, I'm happy with this cause it gets Lulu pencil and Mesa, Mesa Ruga on TV. So, um, because I love seeing them and they're hilarious. Um, but yeah, and it looks like, uh, scroll. It looks like, um, the bunny picked up a quick, uh, picked up a pinfall victory for her team. I, it, listen, it, there's, with a lot of these matches that you get on dark and elevation, you get a lot of like what we were just saying, like it's, it's to make sure people get, you know, matches. I mean, like, I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe. Like I, yeah, I, get them I, on the show. I, I, I kind of tune out during some of them and I don't mean to disrespect any of the performers and it's not because the matches aren't good. I just, I know that some of these things are just a setup, like for what's going to happen on the TV show, you know, like, um, and it's hard to tell what's what until Dynamite and Rampage have already come through, you know. Uh, Dark Order had a a six. Wait, is this? Wait, hold on a second. Let's. Did they have three trios matches in a row on this show? What is happening? <laughs> when you break it all down, it's like what the. Oh, I'm sorry, I misread. There, so it was. It wasn't three. It was a. It was a tag match in between. Sorry, it was a sandwich. It was a tag match. It wasn't a six man tag. So, because, and that featured, I, and I didn't name, um, no, wait, that is a six man. What is happening? Uh, what, what, how do you have, th- okay, let's uh, pause. How do you have three six man tags in a row? Elevation, man. Get them on, get them oh on that goodness. show. That, that is a criticism right there. Sorry. I, I did not even realize that until looking at it right now. I should have looked at this before because that wouldn't have jumped out at me as much. I don't think, but. Tony, please don't do this again. That's you gotta but you gotta be able to find ways to put people on better than that. Come on. Like I understand that he doesn't want elevation to be two hours long, but like But um anyway, so uh it was the Dark Order, it was Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and Alan Angels versus uh Matt Hardy and I Butcher and the Blade. Oh and okay. uh so it's so weird whenever they have him listed as the blade. It's so weird. I'm sorry. It just throws me off. The blade. Anyway, blade. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, <laughs> blade talks Max Nuno. I love the way that people do match breakdowns. It's just always so funny sounding. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
he talks smacked and that's that's his secret superpower uh hardy family office got a pin i don't understand why the hardy family office is always so involved with everything like i i get it there's a lot of talent there but like do something with them or don't i don't understand like i don't get like it's weird they're always in like a state like a lot of the big like them the dark order and uh to some extent um even like team taz they just never really get the opportunity to to do anything because there's so many talented people in the group it's hard to get them all a push at the same time you know um i'm getting a little sick by the way of, of of seeing andrade on um on dark which we had again here next i don't know why i just don't like seeing him on dark for some reason i feel like it takes away from some of the mystique to me um and i kind of have a theory on why uh there were some bigger names it's because i think they were both shot at the target center so oh you think so because it was a bigger show and they were shooting they're trying to get more people on the car yeah okay fair enough i mean respect if they were at a show like that and i will say this if if andrade is at a show and you don't have a match for him yeah shoot a dark match but i just don't know if just throwing him in there randomly like this necessarily I, I, whatever, it's fine. Yeah, it's, I, it's just a personal record, thing. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I, I still think that's going to fall apart completely and it's going to bite him in the ass later. But Because um, eventually they're going to have a star that they want to build that has no record, you know what I mean? But they need him because everyone yeah, they wants they just did, him, you know? Brian Danielson. <laughs> they, they work around it. <laughs> that's true. He just wrestled. But he's different. He will wrestle 19 matches to get there. He won't, he won't, some people won't, anyway. Um, and some people can't, you know what I mean? It would hurt some people, Some you would think. I mean, imagine if Andrade did that. Not that he's not a talented enough performer. I think he could do it, but I don't know that it would benefit him to wrestle that many matches to get there if they wanted to do it right now, you know? But Andrade picked up a pin. The Hammerlock DDT just looks so good when he does it. I don't know why, but maybe it's... I think maybe it's like his, his, his way his shoulders are broad. Maybe it just looks right. I don't know, but... Um, match number five was uh, Ruby Soho. Um, with Billy Rock, what what I've what seen some some trends of the names here. Um, and yeah, actually, that's true. Ruby Soho was on both this week, right? Um, yeah, on both both dark shows, and uh, versus a name I had to I this name I will name because I actually was like Charlie Cruel, what a name. Um, but there was a. I felt like this person kept trying to have a match with Ruby that Ruby did not want to have. That's what the thought mm-hmm. I had the entire time, you know? Yeah. Like this was supposed to be a quick squash and this person did not let that happen is what it felt like, you know, but maybe that was the, what they were looking for. I don't know. Did, did you pick up on that at all? Like yeah, to an extent, I, I think people are always going to try and shoot their shot with the bigger wrestlers and Ruby's probably, I get it. Ruby was not having it. And I mean, Hey, that's, that is part of the, the thing of bringing in these independent wrestlers. Some of them stick, though. Daniel Garcia, most recently. And now he's, so looks like he's getting in the program. The finisher, like the No Future Kick or something, right? They got to come up with a better name than that. I'm sorry. Ruby Soho wins the pin poll after that move. Um, and then, oh, yeah, match six. This is the main event. The main event of the evening. Um, and we had John Silver of the Dark Order taking on QT Marshall. Um, I guess that's the correct way to pronounce it, right? But anyway, um, yep, yep. That's and correct. this match started off kind of slow for me, um, and it built. I mean, Marshall has that ability to QT Marshall has the ability to 
um, have good matches. I just feel like it does take a little bit to get there sometimes. Maybe that's on purpose, but um, I still complain that they don't let QT Marshall do everything that QT Marshall can. And again, I get I think there's reasons for that, but um, I would like to see QT. Maybe well, we're going to see him see wrestle uh, CM Punk. We'll so. get to see it this next week. Yeah. Um, you know? He's going <laughs> to actually have like, a really good match. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I, I'd say a good elevation for sure. Yeah. Uh, more Cole Cabana, please. Um, yeah, so I'll take us into Dark real quick. And uh, Dark, again, loaded with a lot of names. A lot of, uh, a lot of big names. So Will Hobbs with Hook gets us started off. He picks up a victory. Hook Nation. And then Andrade Alidolo is back on facing Jossie again, who was on here last week. So Andrade, it's nice to see him back to back. So his record is now six and three. You know, I think they're buffing that record up a little bit there, bud. Get some championship <laughs> gold, hey TNT title. Orlo hey. and Sean Spears picked up a tag victory. Ruby Soho was on here again. So yeah, I I definitely am noticing a trend. I think this was shot probably either before you know the Rampage Dynamite or before the pay per view. Wait, hold on, pause. I just so, had a. I, an incredible thought. What if that's what the plan is? What if once all this nonsense with Cody and the, the titles, because uh, he's kind of involved in all that, you know what I mean? Um, once he gets un- uninvolved in two different feuds, wh- what if, is that, does Andrade go after Sammy Mix? Maybe. That's a hell of a match. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm all into that. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, continue. I was just, my brain just went. No, oh, yeah, yeah. So Ruby's now eight and one. And then, speaking of Cody, Too Fast, Too Fuego have a match, and they pick up the victory. How could you say, speaking of Cody, there's no way. Hey, you know what? You're right. It's no, there's no chance it's Cody. It's not Cody. There's no tattoos. I'm telling you, there's no tattoos. I'm yeah. just telling you. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> Cody and Fuego pick up the victory. 3-0. <laughs> the acclaimed versus the Dark Order, Colt Cabana and Alan Angels. Um, pretty good match. This match actually had some distance for being dark. So not too many. Yeah, I actually did like that. They all uh, it it felt like a wrestling show actually when I was watching this. Like I was like, oh, this match got like five minutes. This got like ten. Like it wasn't like, oh, we had three two minute squashes in a row. You know, like absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So the acclaim pick up that victory, (laughs) and then we jump into a six woman tag with Riho, Chris Statlander, Mizunami facing Nyla Rose, Emi Sakura, the Bunny, and if Lulu Pencil wasn't out there, I would have been fucking pissed. Lulu took the bump in this one, bro. Lulu taking bumps. I'm buying a Lulu pencil shirt. I'm not fucking kidding. <laughs> Rio's get, Atlander, I, I, Mizunami pick up the pinfall. <laughs> you get that shirt, I'll get the Saruga shirt if they get one. Yes. And then our eighth match, we had Lee Johnson, Brock Anderson, and the Varsity Blondes with Arn Anderson and Julia Hart versus the Factory and the Wingmen with QT Marshall. Again, another match that went the distance. It had some length to it. And Lee Johnson, Brock Anderson, the Varsity Bonds end up picking up the win. And again, I think this is just to make sure get them a match in uh, Minnesota, which I actually really like. Absolutely. And then our ninth match, John Silver facing Peter Avalon. Silver picks up the victory. Something's telling me they're getting ready to do a Silver versus uh, Danielson. So that'll be fun. Ooh. That'll be a fun show. Fun. Uh, Sonny Kiss Johnny picks up a victory versus Adam Grace. Preston Vance is back and he picks up a victory. And then our main event is Scorpio Sky f- facing Craven Knight. Craven Knight. And Scorpio Sky picks up the victory. So lots of big names. Push on, Scorpio uh, to the moon. Thanks. Bye. See yeah. You right. Lots um, of big names on AEW Dark. Yeah. I, I had a no surprise. 
It's they need more of it. It's I would like you know what they should do? Give away an actual not an actual match match, but like I don't know, throw Ethan Page against I don't know, some random person you might have a match on TV one day, you know? Throw him against Fuego or something, I don't know, on Dark. I feel like that'd be an okay match, right? Maybe? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's try it. Definitely, yeah. Try it. Book it, Tony. Try me. <laughs> Book it, Tony. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, pretty good uh, yeah, Dark, so dark Elevation stuff, loaded dark? with talent this week. Yeah, it was loaded with talent. Nothing popped to me, really. I mean, there was some good stuff on there, but like, I was like, okay. That's kind of how I felt yeah. about Dark this so week. So we'll, uh, we'll just we'll run right into Dynamite here. Uh, we'll get the ball rolling. We kind of covered the beginning of the show. It's National Cowboy Shit Day. And then we yes, covered that. So then we get the Evil Uno versus Brian Danielson match. And I honestly thought it was a was a perfectly fine match. Yeah, we I, also had a little bit of, uh, just before we move on to, to the match, I think right, right, either right before or right after the Hangman stuff, the first stuff with Hangman, they had like Kenny come on the screen and talk about how he was going to be going away for a little while. Yep, that's um, right. Yep, and that there was a little seed planted by Adam Cole. Don't worry, Cleaner. Um, I got this. Mm-hmm. And so. Kenny was like, "What? What? Do you, oh, I was talking more to the Bucks. I mean, yes, of course you, but you know, like I meant more them. You know, because they've been here longer. You know, like, um, but I, I like that little seed of tension." planted especially with what was going to go on later in the shows uh later in the week really but you know but what happened later but go on go ahead 100 agreed yeah so the match um between evil uno and brian anderson was perfectly fine um they you know they had some good offense uh the most important thing here is danielson was definitely working more as a heel and Absolutely. danielson says he's plans to go through every member of the dark order and challenges colt cabana for next week's aew dynamite so i love the there's yeah. a generation of wrestlers that treat Cole Cabana in a certain way, you know, because they all know who, like how he is and who he can be when he wants to be like hundred percent. He doesn't, but yeah, I just, I love it. It's, it's good stuff. Yeah. So, and then we get a little MJF promo talking about how everyone is wrong. You know, every, he had to prove everyone wrong. And then he actually comes out to the ring and he's interrupted by CM Punk who doesn't say a word. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, something we've been talking about. I, I, the power of CM Punk to just walk out there, not say a word and then walk out. And even, you know, I don't know that anyone, I don't know that MJF knew that was what was going to happen. And so his reaction was genuine and it was great, you know? Um, and wasn't there like, I might, I think I took notes in a weird order this week. I totally just jumped the gun. I read this wrong. This happened a little later, but that's okay. There was an I, Eddie Kingston promo yeah, that did yeah. happen. I totally um, jumped the gun there. But. It's okay. I, I take I take very detailed notes. It's fine. And then, uh, um, yeah, Eddie Kingston uh, is cutting a little promo, getting asked about his match against CM Punk, and he gets interrupted by one of the uh, our, our dark boys. <laughs> I said that wrong. I agree with one Eddie Kingston. One of our Kingston. boys from AEW one... Dark. What are the AEW Dark boys? <laughs> I can see how that was said wrong. Daniel Garcia, who, again, is like Dante Martin in the sense of, you know, he kind of made his way on Dark, and now he's being on the main show more and more. And so, uh, give me Kingston versus Daniel Garcia all day. So, I will. I will say I agree with Eddie Kingston. Can we get one promo where the someone doesn't get interrupted, please? <laughs> right. That's <laughs> true, know. though. It literally happens in every wrestling promo. Like, can we just have a yeah. promo, please? 
And then we get uh, The Butcher and the Blade with Matt Hardy and the Bunny versus Orange Cassidy and Tomohiro Ishii with Rocky Romero. So a little chaos action. This was one of those things that was almost my favorite this week. Ishii is just so insane. This, this was good. I think it was – It was. Uh, I'm, I'm going back to it, man. It's been two weeks, but we're going back to it. This is a little bit slaughtered by commercials. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't I thought the like whole... the timing of it. So here's commercials. on commercials really quick because I don't want to spend too much time on it because we talk about it literally every week and it, I'm sure it gets old. But like this match, another match on this show, which uh, well, I'll just say it was the TBS title match. Um, and um, the entirety of Rampage was just slaughtered. Rampage was fucking horrible with it. Oh, we'll yeah. be straight up with that. I don't know what the yeah. fuck went on, but bro. That it was can't not happen. Yeah, I agreed. Anyway, now that we got that out of the way for the show, this I, I like this match. Ishii looks he he looks kind of weird in AEW, but I, I expected that. I like it though. Yeah, I know. I love it, and I love that he just doesn't even care that he doesn't even acknowledge that Orange Cassidy is doing Orange Cassidy things. He's just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I think we're setting up for to get some AEW guys at Wrestle Kingdom this year. I'm still saying that my, my my number one that I just want match right now is I want to see Ishii versus Orange Cassidy. I just I do, just the visuals alone. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, anyway. Um, even though they're factioned up right now, I'd still love to see it. I mean, in New Japan, it doesn't matter anyway. You can fight the guy that's ahead of your faction. Just you might anyway. But um, but yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, I I enjoyed Overall, everything I, by the way that Ishii the pinnacle Cassidy got the victory. My bad, I didn't say that. Oh yeah, nice. I I enjoyed everything that the Pinnacle did this week. By the way, I w- I just want to say that good good um, week for the Pinnacle. And I, <laughs> I had a funny note about Sean Spears eating being really douchey, but like perfect. You know, like yeah, I love Sean Spears. He just does little things that I just are perfect. I don't know why he doesn't get used more, man. It's crazy. Like, he's been yeah. I I know what you mean in terms of matches and whatnot. I just want to see him more. Put him on um, dark, even. I'm sure he doesn't want to be on dark, but put him on dark, man. I would love to just see him. Like, anyway. But yeah, no, it it was it was the commercials, man. I just keep I can't stop thinking about the commercials. They were so bad this week, man. Oh, yeah, a little frustrating. But um, so basically, after this, we get Tony Schiavone cutting an interview with uh, LD Alidolo FTR. Andrade says he's a better wrestler than Pac and Cody. FTR says they were supposed to make history at full gear. They tell Andrade they'll wave their fee and team up with him and Malachi to take on Cody and pack in an eight-man tag team match. So yes, I have a question for please. you. WWF. Would you like to see Andrade actually straight up just join the Pinnacle at this point? Um, No, because I kind of like how they're doing this a little separately. You think – I would think because of how much they've done together at this point, it would just make sense. Like even if he's not like an official member, just to have him like counted as an ally or something like that, like permanently. Because I don't want him to like – like betray everybody because I feel like why would he even team up with these people and then give them his money if he was just gonna you know what I mean like I don't know like yeah it uh you gotta you gotta have a thought in your mind when you do these storylines you can't just be like well we're gonna have them do this thing because we don't have anything for them to do right now and then we're just gonna forget about it because that's like the kind of thing WWE would do I'm just gonna be honest you know like yeah and so we get a little uh, highlights from Tay Conti and Dr. Britt Baker match. Tony Schiavone's with them. They're t- she's pretty much bringing up how Hater is uh, going to beat Thunder Rosa next week. So a little TBS title uh, 
preview match for next week. And then we actually hop into a TBS title match, um, quarterfinal match of Nala Rose with Vicky Guerrero versus Hikaru Shida. Uh, anything, uh, anything stick out to you from this one? Um, so it was during this match that I kind of started to realize that, um, man, this tournament might be screwed, man. Um, (laughs) because I was like, oh, she is not winning this. Nope. I I think we're going, we're setting up the, uh, Thunder Rosa Jade and Jade Cargill final. And I think unless I think unless they do the smart thing and have Thunder Rosa win that match, that this whole thing falls apart completely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there is one hundred percent that chance. And we just pray that Tony Khan makes the right decisions with these last couple of matches here because man, the match by the way was great. I like the match. Um, I think every time she did Nyla Rose get they're just they've now well, lost. Well, if someone were to win this match, uh, oh, real, real quick, I'll touch on this. Uh, Nyla Rose did win this, yes, and uh, of course, this is a perfectly fine match. I I think uh, I don't know if these two have the greatest chemistry, but they had some good spots in it, and I. The but based on this booking, I knew how the other match was going to go, and I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "No, so, they're doing it." Yeah. So, you know what the fear is, right? Which is Nyla Rose versus Jay in the finals. No, no. See, they're going to do face versus heel no matter what. But Could you imagine, though? Yeah, that would be a, a disaster. <laughs> That's my fear. Uh-huh. But Not that I don't think that would be a great match, by the way. I just think that it would be um, from a two, having your two beasts go against each other. Like, I don't know. That would be kind of brisky, you know? Like, um, when you're still trying to build both of them up as super beasts, you know? But anyway... Um, but yeah, man, Ooh, pray for the TBS title tournament. That's all I'm saying, you know? Yeah. As I think as long as if they go in Jade, they have Jade winning or Thunder Rosa winning. I'm perfectly okay with it. Um, that's kind of my thought process right now. Jamie Hader, TBS champion. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, be that happy with it. To be honest. <laughs> um, so then we get to our Malachi black. Talking about his match on Dynamite next week in Chicago, which will kick ass. When we preview that card later, it's a fucking brilliant Dynamite next week. I can't wait. Everything Malachi Black says is just awesome. It really fucking is, actually. It and then we get that MGF cool. promo that I uh, I talked about earlier. <laughs> had the timing. Jumped the gun a little bit, but... Hey. Speaking of gun, Darby Allen's cutting a promo and is interrupted by Billy Colton and Austin. Weird, but... The ass boys interrupted him. Yeah, a little weird. Was not expecting this, but I'm kind of cool with it. I think. I don't. I don't. I don't know where this is gonna go, but it's weird. I saw a lot of people like uh, Raj Raj Geary from Wrestling Inc. kind of talking about it on Twitter, like how good does Billy Gunn look? I mean, physically, Billy Gunn just looks incredible. And he looks like he hasn't aged at all wrestling yeah. wise. Like it's crazy. He's not as fast in the ring anymore, but like he's still pretty for like like we got a little tease during that match on the other show that I was like, okay, I wouldn't be against that, you know? Um we'll get to that later. But yeah, I mean like Yeah, yeah. Um I, I, I but I'm I don't know. I, I think there was a lot of little hot takes going around about this, but with the way they've been booking the gun club, I actually like them being with a credible opponent. Agreed, agreed. For what it's worth. Um, Absolutely. Excuse me. After we return from our break, the Super Click says they were embarrassed. 
Adam Cole says the Young Bucks are not cleared, so he will team up with one of his best friends, Bobby fucking Fish. We'll get into that because that on Rampage laid some fucking seeds that I'm really into. And they'll Remember take care of the said last week. Dress, and he gets stopped by Matt and says, cut it. You can't say that about the Undisputed Era. So Yes. Remember what I said two weeks ago is that if you're going to do this, you need to you need to do it. You need to not just need do, to do it, it and then forget about it. You need to make this the storyline you're going with, elite versus undisputed. And then now you need to make it a priority to get Kyle O'Reilly. That is your next big priority when it's And I don't see up. that being a problem uh, at all. <laughs> you? That needs to be your next securing is, is him. So after that. Real it's, quick. It, um, all, now, now how you choose to go after that, that's up to you. But like, I, yeah. I, I know what I would probably try and go with, which is like, actually just do that feud, you know, whatever. You know, and then, whatever then we had our, uh, the acclaim versus uh, our tag team and Dante Martin and Leo Rush won that, of course. And then we get Christian Cage and Jurassic Express saying that they accept the challenge. Lucha Bros cut a promo about how they will win their eight-man tag match next week. Lucha Bros not on TV really again. This, this has been a weird title run, man. I know. It's like they're the one champions they don't want to book on TV defending the titles, even though they're probably the most exciting in-ring that they've had. Is not other than maybe the Young Bucks, I guess, but the Young Bucks didn't want to defend every week either. And it's it's the tag titles, which to me, this tag division is the most prestigious tag division I've ever seen. So it's kind of weird that these tag titles are being treated like this a little bit. Um, I don't know. We'll follow it. I just – I'm a little disappointed that they really – we kind of talked about it the past few weeks. I'm a little disappointed Lucha Bros haven't had like a legit feud. They kind of did the FTR thing on the fly. So, yeah, it was kind of like like you like you said, it's kind of like they threw it together and they didn't really spend too much time on it. And then the finish was kind of meh. Yeah. So it was like, give well, us some more time, man. Yeah. And then we get our TNT Championship match: Jay Lethal versus Sammy Guevara, and. Garrett, I oh, you know what we never talked about. I was Actually, digging. I, I gotta, I gotta pause this. You know what we didn't talk about at all with the the Dante Martin stuff. We haven't talked. I don't think at all on the show about the whole Team Taz stuff. Well, well, we were covering it. Uh, oh, you're talking about like when they came out after the match, kind of setting up maybe. So because they've been doing that on like Dark and various things, they've been messing with that. I I don't think it's gonna go anywhere. I just think we should acknowledge that it's happening because I I think Dante Martin. Honestly, could end up in a lot of different places at the end of this. I don't. Yeah. It, so it, it's it's kind of cool that they are acknowledging that there's like they were you're making him the hottest like available kid right now, which is cool. You know, like I I, I like that. Anyway, I'm so but, proud. I'm like kind of proud of him in a weird way too. Yeah, because like, like we well, he's, he's the first guy we were like, dude, this is this is our guy. You know, like yeah, hundred percent. And I feel I'm very happy with where he's going. And uh, yeah, this title match, Garrett. Um, well, what did you think I of it? Really- uh, Tony Nese was shown at ringside multiple times, and Tony Nese does have an AEW shirt coming out. Yeah, I want to see uh, that match as well. Give me, give me Nice versus Guevara immediately. Um, but um, I, w- I want to uh, put sorry, put it up brain. My what I had written down in my notes for this was ultra hot crowd for an ultra hot match, um, which I think describes it pretty accurately. Um, the, other than the commercials chopping this to hell because I think Sammy almost died, um, <laughs> uh, which happened in this match, I believe. Yeah, um, I, although I he, thought this was pretty enjoyable. Uh, do you think that work? was all work? I think that might have all been work, but I couldn't tell. You know, like it's hard to tell with AEW sometimes. The medical um, thing. I'm sure yeah. we know that answer by now, but I do think it was a work. Probably, but they did a really good job of selling it either way. If it was, so, um, so yeah, that's good. 
Um, but the way they worked that into the match and Jay Lethal just came off like super really cool at the end of this. And I don't know. I, I thought that this is like one of the first, like I agree with Jay Lethal. It's the first time anyone just walked into the company and just demanded a title shot. And everyone was like, yeah, let's do it. You Absolutely. Know? Yep. Let's, let's run it. And, and I it think was good. I, I hope they keep lethal and they keep, they figure out what to go from here. So uh, as we like to do at the end of our dynamite and rampage, I think this week's kind of clear where this is going to go uh, in a thumbs up, thumbs down world. Garrett um, dynamite for me this week gets the classic thumbs up. Yeah, I agree. I give it a thumbs up as well this week. There wasn't anything on it that I really disliked other than like where the TBS title stuff started to go, but I can't hold stuff that was going to happen. What I thought might happen on rampage that hadn't happened yet against the show then. Yeah. Um, and I liked pretty much everything on it. So yeah. Brian Danielson heel is uh oh he's gonna get me absolutely there, bud. All right, Rampage. And now you already know what we're about to jump into. It's time. It's time for AEW Rampage. It might not deserve that intro this week. It doesn't. But Darby Allen with Sting versus Billy Gunn in the Gun Club. Uh, So I was kind of hyping this up a little bit. I'm like, uh, I was like, okay, I'm kind of digging this. I'm I'm like, I'm I'm interested to see where they go with this. And I'm gonna be straight up, man. This match with Darby Allen and and Billy Gunn was not my cup of Joe. Yeah, that's what I was kind of getting at. So I thought in my head that this match would be better because I'd seen Billy Gunn have some decent matches, you know, and the tape of him from all the AEW stuff he's done seems pretty okay. So um, I think it's just, you know, I think with a younger guy, he's going to try and push himself. And I think that maybe maybe comes off a little sloppier sometimes for, for a guy that doesn't have that stamina or speed or agility anymore necessarily, you know. Um, not that that was ever really gun style, but you get what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like hundred percent. Um, but I think, um, in the same way that MJF, even though he's not a high flyer can match a guy like Darby. Um, I think that if they were given more time and there wasn't as many commercials cutting everything up, that we would have been a similar thing. You know what I mean? Um, now the match itself wasn't great. There was a a pretty annoying botch of the code red, um, but I didn't hate the tease of Sting versus Gun. I didn't hate it because I feel like Agreed. we're gonna have a singles match for Sting. I don't know that I necessarily want to see him go against a young guy anymore. You know, um, yeah, because- we need to. Uh- because it's not going to be to his speed. And you might be like, well, isn't that what WWE does? Just put two old guys against each other and it sucks. I mean, it's going to suck even worse if you see him go against somebody like Darby or Punk and it's not as good as you want it to be, you know? So, because then it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know what's worse, actually. To be honest with you, I just go, everyone just go away. No one's a lot, even Darby, just go away, Darby. See you, you've been banned. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but like, I don't know. It's like it. It puts bad thoughts into my head, man. Like I, I really want to see the gun club take off, and I really hope this is something. Something I this isn't this something that holds them back, back, right? Yeah, because I, I I know he feels that way too for his kid, for his kids, for his sons. You know what I mean? Like, um, I like the sons, the gimmick that the sons have. I I think I think they could be good. They and I think they will be good. And I think I think maybe this is when he realizes he has to take a little bit more of a step back in ring or something. But, like, I don't want to see him just hang it up because of that. It would be really crappy if this is the way his career ended. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because. And uh, real quick, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mention this, but Darby Allen did win the match. Oh, yeah. That is important. But, I mean, 
Which I gotta um, be honest, also, I, I didn't. Know there was there was, there was a little bit of a no sell of the coffin drop. What was that about? Yeah, this was weird, man. I think that's the, the best way to describe what happened here. Do you think that? Okay, there was a moment where Darby hit him with a pretty pretty clean hit. Yeah, to the face. Do you think he got mad? No, I th- I think just miscommunications. So. I don't um, – that's a pretty – it's pretty defi- – I, I don't think you – it's so hard not to know that's his finishing move. That's – Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. There was also a bump where Darby looked like he almost killed himself. Um, but, like – Yeah. <laughs> but, like – Yeah, this match was weird, man. It was I don't weird, know. Man. Anyway. I hope I hope if they continue it, we get a little bit different result. Um, we get a CM Punk highlight from MJF promo. Tony Schiavone is interviewing QT Marshall. Marshall challenges Punk to a match on Dynamite next week, and he continues with a few more insults towards Punk. And then we get a commercial. We get a promo from the Inner Circle and the Men of the Year, and they talk about their street fight. And Men of the Year say they they will continue their feud with Inner Circle. Please, God, no! Why, Tony? No, why? Give it up. It's over. It's done. Nobody wants this feud. Go away. I hope Tony was just saying this like in terms of character and not actually continuing. Yeah, I I, I, I do not know. think we need to continue this. And then we finally get our TBS title tournament qual- quarterfinal match of Jade Cargill with Smart Mark Sterling versus Red Velvet. And this is kind of the match that I think had a lot of people with their eyes on because of the real life beef that they had. And that it was on the show with the roads to the top. They they displayed it on there. And Jade Cargill ended up winning this match, which she should. Because if Jade's going to lose, it has to be in the final. Yes. The way that they've booked this tournament, Jade, if she's going to lose, it has to be in the final. So, um, overall, I actually liked this match. I, I do think these two have a little bit of chemistry together. And it works. So, um one Same of the moments she attempted to end it with her jaded, but uh, Velvet yes. countered. She countered it into oh, yeah. an attempt. She kicks out. Velvet hits Cargill a few times, and then she pretty much the way that they did this, she made a mistake. Like she she mentally fucked up, and then Jade hit the jaded on her. And I don't know why I like that so much. It's a little more realistic because you can see that happening in a fight. That's the best way to put it. It's hundred percent realistic, and I will say. This is my favorite match on the show, as weird as that might sound. That's, oh yeah, it's not that weird. None of the matches really popped. Not even the main <laughs> event, like because they were cut to pieces by commercials, you know. Um, Utterly slaughtered by. Th- there was like you know how we talk about every show, including Rampage, opens up with like a a match that doesn't usually get interrupted that much, or if on Rampage it's once and then it comes back after like thirty seconds usually. Yep. That rule did not apply to Rampage, Rampage this week. Um, Hell no. But uh, I, the only complaint I have about this TBS title match, Tony, let Jade have a match, please. You, you give know her what, time. Jade, please give her some actual time. I, I think this match could have been 15, 20 minutes, and I think people would have gotten into it because they know. And if, and if people that are out there are going to probably eventually come at me with the criticism of, well, because this may never end, right? He may just never see that side of it right and people will be like well you can't do that with when you book a monster because if you do that most of the people that are they're not trained to wrestle like that they're trained to wrestle like what you see and it's like no i why can't 
Why, why is it Vince McMahon fires all the big men? Because none of them have the ability to work a match for longer than like five minutes usually. And that's not a criticism on them. They'd not, it's probably very difficult to do that, you know? Um, and also it's hard to train. Well, how are you going to train someone that size to wrestle like a normal person? You know, it's again, that's it's what upsets me. And that point you just made upsets me so much about how talented Keith Lee is and what they did with him and why I think he's going to have success no matter where he goes after this. Yeah, because I believe Jade is in that similar category. Maybe not the same as Keith Lee, but I think in the similar category of athlete that can move. Well, we really haven't seen anyone like Jade, if ever. It's been a long time. Maybe yeah, like I China, mean, right? Is that would that be a fa- a, a far si- that, thing? That size of athlete with that level of speed, she's kind of like a female Brock Lesnar, dude. Like just minus the sports background. Actually, I don't know what Jade's background is, so I don't want to say that. But like, you know, what I'm saying like minus the like and Jade. Hear hear this. You ready for the Jade's a mother. She looks like this, and she's a mother, and it's I, – I really like Jade. So Genetic I, lottery. I kind of root for her a little bit. I can't lie. Um, but I do. I, I, yeah, I like Jade, by the way. I may come off as a Jade hater on this show. No, no, I'm no. not. Yeah. No, we yeah, we, would I just, we we like Jade. We just – we're a little concerned with why they even stuck her in this tournament. Yeah. <laughs> she should have been beating Britt for the title instead of – and then this should have been like – Something that maybe she was observing or something. Like, I don't know. Like, you could have worked something with that. I don't know. Like, you could have done something, yeah. but, you know. So, after the match, we get Thunder Rosa cutting a promo calling out uh, Jamie Hayter and says she will take care of Hayter next week. So, this is... Uh, Thunder Rosa can yell, can yell like that, and I don't even care. I don't need the translation. I could tell she's going to rip somebody's head off. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shivani interviews Punk, and Punk accepts chal- the Marshall's challenge, and he throws a little bit of insults in there. I like that. I like the side of CM Punk. Yeah. We always, edge back. Uh, we get some highlights for Dynamite next week, which we'll talk about at the end of the show because it's a fun show. Yep. And we get the announcement. Winter is coming, and it'll be on December 15th. And it'll right. take you place my prediction. in Garland, Texas. Yeah, let's hear it. So last year. We got Sting. This yep. year. Who are you thinking? Let me in. Oh yeah, I'm fucking in. I'm fucking in. Doom, 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 doom. No, obviously it's not that music, but you know, <laughs> imagine, imagine if they ripped the music, they just stole it. <laughs> they just have them come out as Bray Wyatt. That'd be awesome. But I think, I think that would be the move. Now, is it going to necessarily be? He claims to have not spoken to Wyndham. So I, I would love it. I don't know if, if he has possible. I don't think it is, but. It, if it's yeah, if it's not gonna be another spooky person, then imagine Danhausen. No, but anyway, um, Danhausen is coming. No, but anyway, um, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I think I think that makes sense. But it doesn't always have to be associated with like the dark, spooky characters. Right, Malachi Black didn't debut at Winter is Coming, so yep. But nope. um. But it would be kind of a cool little ode. It'd be almost like a nod that Sting is kind of almost acknowledging also in a way. Not that he has anything to do with when these shows get booked or who gets put on them, right? But I have a dream pick for it. You ready? Go ahead. I want it to be Bandito. That'd be cool. I want it to be what Bandito. Mean? And I think Bandito would be fucking perfect here. Who could it be? Who is out there right now that could like debut? I'm trying to think. Like, I... It can't be anybody too recent because they obviously, I mean, and depending on the 30 day versus 60 day non-competes, but I mean, most of them have 30 days, right? So, or sorry, well, a lot of them have 30 days. So at least, so uh, yeah, it's hard to say like, 
Um, I would love to see um, Wyndham, though. I think it'd be an awesome end Agreed. of the year. Of he was, I mean, we year. did that show with Brady for years, and our friend Brady, when we covered wrestling, that was always his favorite wrestler. So, it, and there's a reason there for are that, people like, out there who have Bray Wyatt slash Wyndham Rotunda as their favorite wrestler. And I think it will bring eyes just like it brought eyes with Punk, just like it brought eyes with Danielson and Adam Cole. You know? And me, and let's just jump into it. Our main event, uh, Jungle Express versus Adam Cole and Bobby Fish. I was very excited for this match. We're not going to hit on it too much, but you guys already know what fucking killed it. But yeah. um, I think that this yeah. was perfectly fine for these guys. However, um, Jurassic Express picks up the win. And at the end of it, Adam Cole lunged Bobby Fish under the bus again. Yep. I don't know what the plan is. I, I, uh, so what'd you, what'd you I think s- of the match? You can, maybe you can help me out with the match. We'll, we'll talk about the match a little bit. I mean, okay. So here's moments, what I'll say about the match. Here's what I'll say about the match first, before I get to, to what I'll say about leaving him behind and stuff. I, I mean, it was fine. The match, I mean, it's it's Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Fish and Cole. So it's gonna be a good match. But it's like, I feel yeah. like this does nothing but just confuse the audience further because you've made the assertion that now twice Adam Cole is gonna just abandon him. Yeah, like where's the loyalty? I don't know. It's a little weird, but I guess if they are gonna just keep what's Bobby me? Fish's incentive to keep doing this? You know, like. It's almost like he's literally being strung along until somebody else gets there, which if, which I maintain my original position, which is that if you're not going to be able to do what you want to do, which clearly involves Red Dragon, then wait and don't make it a big thing. You don't have to build it up for three months. This is the kind of thing that will instantly get a pop no matter what. So like, I, I just don't understand the decision. And it, it baffles me, really. I don't know where they're going with this. I hope they have some kind of plan, and I'm just dumb. I kind of really hope that's what it is, because, like, it doesn't make any sense to me, man. Yeah. I hope that's uh... – I don't know. I hope they have they have a plan with it, and they make it work. Um, I will say I do think this was a good match. I just – I didn't – the way that they – I don't know. I'm, a, I'm an Undisputed fan. I love the Undisputed Era. It was my favorite thing in wrestling for a couple of years. So, you know, I just, I thought they were going to kind of do something that they're not doing and that's perfectly fine. And I thought it was a good match. Overall, I thought Rampage as a whole was definitely a thumbs down though. It was. Yeah, for sure. It was bad, man. I mean, I don't know. I wonder if I haven't listened to anyone talk about Rampage. And I'm curious if anyone watching uh, agrees with us. This commercial thing's kind of a joke, dude. I mean, it really is hindering the product a little bit. And I don't know if it was a special week or what. But Rampage usually The problem is they don't have a choice. It's how they it's it's part of how they sell the show. So it's like I I don't know, man. You know, like it's how they make part of how they make money, I guess I should say. So it's it's kind of it's kind of inevitably going to have to happen, but it's like when you choose to do it is I think important. I, I don't know how much influence advertisers have on like when you get, because I feel like if I'm the person advertising in the show, this is just my thought, right? I would not want 
to be during the actual wrestling moments. No. Because then my product is being seen by less people because they're going to be less likely to watch the show if I'm interrupting their show constantly. But maybe that's not the way advertisers think. Maybe it goes deeper than that. Maybe I just don't understand it as much about the psychology of advertising and, and um, that I, as I think. But like I think that, I don't know, logically that's what would make sense to me. But either way. Um, hashtag ban commercials, no more ads. Um, how do I put ad black on my TV? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, just kidding. Don't do that. But anyway, um, how to jailbreak your Apple TV by accident? <laughs> A tutorial by this podcast. No, but anyway, um, fucking send it in, right? <laughs> just reverse. You do. You accidentally, yeah. You accidentally do something reverse that you didn't mean to do. But anyway, yeah. So, um, but that was pretty much everything that we wanted to talk about this week. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. It was like up and down this week. It was like, and I think the highs were very high though. Range. So that's that's why I feel like I'm I'm a little I'm high on this week. I'm I'm happy with it. AEW wow, hasn't had like his being known for their post pay per view shows. So agreed, agreed. But like we're we're a little removed now, so we should be able to we should be able to we should be able to by rampage have fig, things figured out a little bit. And I feel like we don't, so it's like I don't know. Like I feel like once they've had a full dynamite show that was live, they should really be able to know. Okay, like what do we need to do for this? Like, uh, what do we? What can we pivot to for this hour? You know, like yeah, but maybe not. I don't know. But I don't know. I still like where where AW is going. I'm excited. There's some stuff. Uh, what's uh, what we have on tap for next week, Charlie? Did we talk about next that at all? week? Is fucking loaded, guys. Now this it is the Thanksgiving editions of Dynamite and uh, and Rampage, and on Dynamite. You ready for this, Carrot? We, as we've already announced, we got CM Punk versus QT Marshall. I am okay. perfectly happy with that. Couple Chicago boys, Brian yeah. Danielson versus Colt Cabana. Let's go. <laughs> and yep. then we got Malachi Black, Andrade Alidolo, and FTR. Are those four people that have WWE dropped the ball on that hard? If my math corrects, and I believe it is. Versus Lucha Bros, Pac, and Cody Rhodes. Oh my God! Just straight Garrett. Just straight wrestlers. Just straight wrestling. Six out of eight men in that match are failed WWE guys. Yeah. They're not failed WWE guys. Guys WWE failed with. And then we got Chandarosa versus Jamie Hater. And I actually have low expectations for that match because of Jamie, but and that's not a knock on her. I just think that she's not necessarily the same caliber of performer as Thunderosa. Um yeah. I like how Thunderosa says I think her name like Thunderosa. I'm like I fucking love I know. this. I, I I could it could be good though. She could surprise me. I, I would be I wouldn't be that surprised. I am, I am open to being surprised. Like, absolutely. But um I, I but I like Thunder Rosa, so she she can carry pretty much anybody to a good match. So And then we got but, for um, Rampage. Okay. They announced Eddie Kingston versus uh Dana Garcia. So that should be fun. That'll be fun match. That match should open the show too, if I if I would imagine. It, but it doesn't necessarily have to. It could be the main event also, but I feel like that should open the show. And then Tony um, Khan did uh, talk about uh, the Owen the Owen Hart Cup, and he will be talking about that. Um, uh, he keeps putting it off. I don't know why. He, so, he keeps putting it off. It was supposed to be on Dynamite, and then it didn't end up happening, and it was going to be on Rampage, I think, or maybe he talked about doing it on Rampage. I don't know. I remember him saying recently a couple times he was going to talk about it after the pay-per-view, and it just hasn't happened, so... 
but he's probably still working it out, I would imagine. But, you know, uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to be very traditional either. So that's going to be interesting. Um, they're putting like an AEW spin on it, it seems like. So that's interesting um, from what he said. But other, so maybe he'll, maybe that'll be next week. Maybe that won't yeah, be. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. But yeah, Gary. I could see him announcing that on Winter is Coming. So even if he's like, keeps saying, I don't know, like maybe he doesn't want to steal the spotlight from whatever happens there. Winter is Coming is weird now because it's literally a TV event, which I assume is going to continually revolve around somebody arriving, you know, like. 100%. And they'll, they'll do it good every year. Uh, this could also be a return, I guess, maybe. But um I don't know who would be coming back, but I I'm, I'm into it, man. Absolutely. Um, um, I'm excited for the future of AW. AW makes me happy to watch wrestling again. AW is the only wrestling I've been watching. Same. I will say AW is now. I watched me... GCW. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying in terms of like, you know, our major wrestling corporation, I'm very excited for the future of AW. This week kind of proves it again. Cause AW Something that I love that they do, they are constantly, constantly hyping up what's coming next. And here's yes. a little, here's a little, uh, some TV for you. Uh, when we would watch Game of Thrones, and this is something Garrett and I would talk about. We always loved how it would end on a cliffhanger. It might sound yes. simple, but when it would end on a cliffhanger, you'd be interested for what's coming next. And as dumb as it sounds, AEW does that every week. And announcing the Owen Cup and winter coming, winter is coming. Plus, we got this tournament coming on. Now we got heel Brian Danielson. Now we got the show in Chicago. Like, I'm just overall very excited for the future of this show. And well, I, you know, it's funny because I was just getting to the point where I was like, ah, where is all this going after the end of the pay per view? You know? Yeah. And right as I was getting to that point, they answered me. Winter is coming is the next build. So, yeah. There we go. They, 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 Tony. And I, I, we will always give credit where credit's due, in, in my opinion. And and then we'll we'll be criticized. We'll criticize when it's not, because who the fuck are we? That's what we do. And <laughs> exactly, all we have are our opinions. And we're just a couple of idiots talking wrestling on the internet. So exactly. And you know, I just I'm I'm very excited to see where we go next. So yeah, guys. Um, if you stayed for this whole thing, thank you. First of all, um. We appreciate everyone that hangs around. We, we've been seeing the statistics and we do see that um, a decent amount of people have been staying and watching the whole show or just staying and checking it out in general. So if this is your first time listening to us and you, you like what you heard, give a follow, man. Subscribe. I mean, whatever your app does, we really appreciate it. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter as well. Once again, I'll just go ahead and sign them off. You can find me at Bane Duke on Twitter and you can find Charlie at Oh Charlie with next instead of an A. Yeah. And we will see you all next time. Am I a fish? I guess we won't see you. You'll hear us. That's how this works. You're Bobby Fish, not me! Johnny Hungry?